The following is a presentation of the Chicago Bears Network and ChicagoBears.com. Download the Chicago Bears official mobile app for up-to-the-minute Bears content every day. And now, welcome to Bears All Access, your all-access pass into Chicago Bears football. Bears All Access is brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by Miller Lite, CDW, and Ford. And it's that time again. Good evening, everybody. I'm Jeff Joniak, along with my broadcast partner from News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM, WBBM, Mr. Tom Thayer, and Jim Miller at his Michigan home, enjoying the beginning of his summer vacation. Eh, probably not. He's working around the clock, just like everybody else is, getting ready for the upcoming season. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah? I'm doing good. What's Looking- on your mind these days? I don't, you know, in terms of football, you know, you kind of pay attention to the news around the league and see what's going on. They have all these articles about big expectations for players of, of from each football team, and you know, it kind of makes you think a lot about the Bears because, you know, later in the show we have on Sherrick McManus, but I was thinking about Tree Cohen in the punt return because, you know, when you think about Gale Sayers and you think about Devin Hester and the name they made for themselves on the approach, Gale in the Hall of Fame, Devin hopefully someday in. You know, what What would the special team play do to a guy like Tariq Cohen? Would it take away some of his sting? Or would you try to have to include him a little bit more in the offense? Refresh my memory and Jim jump in. Did you like the fact that he was doing both last year? I was. I, I think I, you were a I was, little leery. Well, I was leery because it was his rookie year. He was being exposed to so much. And a lot of the exposure was the big hits going back to the Atlanta game to some of the punt return. He is a true weapon on the punt return game. So I, I don't mind seeing him in there. I just don't like the, the big hits he's exposed to. But I just hope he stays a part of the game because when I think about different teams and guys that have that caliber of explosiveness, I want Treek to have it in every avenue offered. Yeah, well, you look at it, and always good to be with you guys. I, I think, yeah, you know, it's tough because, like you said, you're exposing him to so many different hats that he had to wear, and it, you know, are you going to overload the player? And I think there was a time that he was overloaded a little bit when you look at Tariq Cohen. But typically, you know, and this goes back to even, you know, guys like uh, Des Bryant, you know, normally when you're drafted by uh, a team, and that's normally, and they feel that you can have the biggest impact, that's normally an area where you start out at. You know, in the return game, whether it's kickoff or punt return, Des Bryant did it. You think Antonio Brown, that's what he started out as. And then you look at guys like Tariq Cohen, who's explosive. He was strictly a returner, and then they branched out in terms of his receiving ability and, and what he you know, what his part was going to be uh, in the offense. And then you kind of stick those guys back there once they're established in the gotta-have-it moments. If you still look at the Steelers, if it's a big play and they need a score, Antonio Brown will be back there on punt return. Hey, remember remember, remember Adrian Peterson against the Bears at Soldier Field? He had that huge game, and then he returns a kickoff. Right. Walter Payton did it in his past. You know, you got to put the best of the best when you're in the biggest moments. But it seems like as much as we're trying to whittle away some of the special teams and what it's contributed to the game and the excitement of the game, almost trying to take some of that away from it. So it'll be interesting because Sherrick, you know, he's a guy that's made a career, and now he he's an experienced veteran in the NFL, and he's had a lot of different roles on this team, a well, lot of them pertaining to special teams. You know what's interesting, too, is because of the new kickoff rule, mm-hmm. you, you just wonder how that's going to change returners in the NFL. And I, I still understand that speed kills, but I go back to even our 2001 year, and Jeff, you, you'll remember this. Remember, we had Leon Johnson, a big running back, as our kick returner. Because yes. we were all we were all about field position. He only went north of, and south. Never yeah. ever zigzag. 
Well, because a lot of these special teams coaches like Brad Seeley, who I've talked to, or, or Mike Westoff of the New Orleans Saints, uh, a lot of these special teams coaches saying they're taking all their big guys off of the kickoff team coverage and putting the speedier guys out there. And I'm wondering if kick return coaches are all thinking, you want to know what? Let's put all our big dudes on kick return, and maybe it'll go back to more of a field position. You know, those bigger running backs can still make plays. You disidentified one in Adrian Peterson, but we had Leon Johnson. I think we returned it to like to the 40. We had great field position, literally. And he was pounding dudes. He was crushing dudes. In the last couple of weeks, Jim has mentioned the name Mike Westhoff, who has a long-term reputation of being the one of the best special teams coaches and in the cranky. history of the NFL. Right, but he, he was my <laughs> offensive line coach in the USFL. Westhoff. Oh, yeah. yeah, Mike Westhoff was. Oh, he and was so, salty now, wasn't he? Right. In a good way. He got the nickname Don Johnson because that was the time that coincided with the Miami Vice TV show. And uh, Mike Westhoff was a young guy, you know, had all the, the flashy hair and stuff like that. But nevertheless, he's a guy that's, you know, been around now for 40 years through the, the professional ranks. Outstanding. Outstanding yeah. coach. Outstanding coach. Hey, some have said that the, the kick returns now could be the new punt return. We'll find out. We'll talk about more with uh, Sheriff McManus coming up. This is Bears All Access. It's brought to you by IGS Energy. Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer, Jim Miller with you, and Sheriff McManus coming up next on Chicago Sports Radio. 670 The Score. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy, a proud partner of the Chicago Bears, providing electricity, natural gas, and home warranty products to over 1 million customers across the country. Learn more about IGS Energy at IGS.com. Jeff and Tom and Jim Miller with you on Bears All Access. And our our buddy, Sherrick McManus, kind enough to join us. This is supposed to be vacation time, buddy. I mean, we love it that you're joining the show. I love it. you guys having me. How you doing, brother? I'm doing great, man. Real good. Getting ready for uh, what now is just four weeks away for training camp. Uh, the local product, you know, we talk about uh, guys all the time from the Chicago area. We forget that uh, at sometimes, you know, you're 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 a local guy, man. Peoria, Northwestern, and and wearing the Bears uniform now for quite a while. Um, yeah, it's important to you, isn't it? Uh, it's very important, man. I'm, I'm happy. I'm blessed to be able to and have this opportunity. Hey, I know it's a little bit off the trail, but have you seen Northwestern's new facility yet, Sherrick? I've yet to see it, man. I, I haven't been able to go down there yet, but I'm sure it's great. You know, you think you, you know you're becoming an elder statesman in the NFL when you outlive your college <laughs> program facility. Now you're into your second facility within your pro team with the Chicago Bears. So, you know what type yeah. of pre- what type of pressures though is added for a guy that has been a, a major part of the core group of special team play here. You know uh-huh. who Chris Tabor is, but you have a new head coach. So, what are some of your responsibilities or the pressures you're putting on yourself? Yeah, that's the biggest thing. The pressure I put on myself is, um, you know, just always trying to improve every year. You know, this is going into my ninth season, but there's always something new you're able to learn, you're able to grasp and uh, become better at. So that's that's the main focus going into this year is just learning new things and uh, trying to uh, perfect my craft. Well, prior to you coming on, Jim Miller here. Always good to talk to you, uh, Sherrick. And one, since you've been a special teams demon, I know plenty of discussions have been about the new kickoff return rule. And just maybe in yeah. your eyes, because a lot of people are still uncertain how it's going to be officiated, number one. And I assume Chris Tabor, like many other special teams coaches, are going to have to adjust on the fly. But yeah. your your initial reaction, how do you think it is going to change for you this year in 2018? Uh, I think, you know, it's going to change for everybody. Uh, Chris, uh, Coach Tabor is a great coach, and 
you know, he was kind of um, on point and ahead of the game. So he had us kind of preparing for that possible change ahead of time before it was even finalized. And, um, you know, it's just something that happens. In life, you got to adjust. So that's exactly what we'll do. What is different? What are they telling you differently now in terms of, and you're not going to give me the company secrets or anything, but there right. is there, there are different adjustments to the whole thing. Yeah. Um, well, you know, you just got to, it's definitely the starting point, like no more really running start. You just kind of line up. Once you kick, you kind of just take off as it is. So, you know, there's a little adjustment here and there that, you know, may affect some guys, but I don't see it being too big of a problem. Cherik, will, will it affect anybody's body styles? Because, you know, Bears fans, they remember Israel Adonage running down the middle of the field. Last year you saw Roy Robertson-Harris. You know, both of those guys are 6'7", six, 6'7", seven, six, seven plus. Will the new style yeah. of special teams eliminate any types of body styles going forward? Uh, it really depends on if, you, if you're really a guy that really gets a um, head start when you – you're able to run when approaching the kick. Um, but another benefit I feel like that will help the kickoff routine, the kick kickoff team is um, there won't be, you know, pretty much any wedges, you know, two, three man, you know, four man wedges. It should be mainly mostly single blocks. You know, you're definitely going to get some double teams here and there, but you know, um, it could, you just got to kind of embrace it, man. That's kind of my mindset It's it's done. You know, there's nothing we can do about it, so let's embrace it, man, and attack it. Well, speed demons like you, that's why they time in the 40 at the combine, the 10-yard <laughs> split. You're, you're getting full speed in 10 yards, whether you're start running or, or straight from a from a, a three-point stance. Well, let me ask you this, though. Do you, do you think from a health standpoint it will reduce the collisions? Because obviously that's the goal. Um, I think the collisions will be inevitable, honestly. Um, I think they're going to happen. It's football. I mean, it's built on collisions, you know. But um, hopefully the impact won't be as brutal. Um, I'm sure the blindside hits won't won't be coming along, hopefully. Uh, but, you know, it's football. You can only control so much when you, you know, tell two, two teams to go out there and try to win a ball game. Bears team captain from last season, defensive back and special sure. team stud Sherrick McManus with us here on Bears All Access with Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer, and Jim Miller with you on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. So you're alluding to it. Do you believe then that there's a real chance? Because if guys win one-on-one blocks, we're talking about a lot of space to run then for the return man. Yeah, um, that's where, you know, good coaching comes in to just kind of, you know, be able to – to create a play essentially that to kind of help the returner and keep him from getting big hits. You know, he's going to have to get some blockers out there, some people that can move their feet a little bit, you know, more agile and, you know, see, see how well you do out there. You know, there's a lot of enthusiasm on the practice field this, this year. And a lot of it stems from coach Nagy and his attitude, offensively yeah. speaking, did that spill over to the defense or was it still the Vic Fangio type style of, of coaching and his, the way you approach the game. I know everybody was having fun, but did it spill over? Did the fun spill over to you guys? Oh, definitely, man. I, just uh, Coach Nagy, his energy, it's electric, man. Everybody feels his presence. Um, all the coaches, honestly, that that's uh, now here, their energy is great, man, and it just brings more competition, and it's helping us build a culture, you know what I mean, coming up this season to, to kind of just – 
go out there and have a swag about us and go out there and win some games. Well, here Jeff mentions that that camp's just around the corner, about a month away, and certainly you guys report earlier than than any other team playing in the Hall of Fame game. Do, how do you approach this year differently because you're reporting earlier and really getting yourself ready? Is because you're a wily vet now. I mean, you know how to prepare yeah. for camp. Yeah, um, pretty much the same way I've been preparing um, every year. You just got to do it a little bit sooner, you know. So um, your break is a little bit shortened, um, but. You know, it's, it's everything's good. It starts a little earlier. Sherrick McManus with us here on Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Thank you again for joining us, Sherrick. Uh, last year in the defense, Vic uh, put you to use. He, you know, had you blitzing and so forth. Do you see that role continuing yeah. for you? And is that something that obviously you would embrace? But have you worked on that aspect of your game here over the last few years? Yeah, Coach Vic, the special thing about him, he's very – innovative but at the same time keeps it very original you know so if he feels like that's something that's going to help us win games and uh mix it up a little bit i'm sure he'll implement that and you know i'm all for it anything i can do to to help us win some games and get to where we need to get to i'm for it hey sherrick do you feel like you're getting old when one of your ex-teammates is getting into the hall of fame and you, can you tell us? Can you tell us a little bit about your first experiences with Brian Urlacher, and you know, how, you know the chance that you got to grow into that type of uh, re- football relationship? Definitely. Um, so getting traded from Houston when I first came into the league, got drafted by Houston, and got traded to the Bears going into my third year. I think it was 2012. And uh, right when I stepped in the building into the locker room, Brian was the first player I seen and I of course knew who he was I didn't expect him to say anything to me but just a simple gesture of just saying hey how you doing man I'm Brian Erlacher I'm happy to have you with us you know come on let's go out here and ball out like that just you know him just making that simple gesture to me it was just incredible for me so I was um I've always been a Brian Erlacher fan and I'm very happy for him well deserved and um you know, he deserved it. Hey, first ballot says it all about that great player. Yes, um, <laughs> let me uh, let me ask you this, and I asked Akeem Hicks, this, your teammate, um, about this too, because here, you know, all the excitement, optimism, Bears fans are excited, you guys are excited, and you should be. It's been a great offseason yeah. for Chicago, and, and here you had a top-10 defense last year, and that's with all the injuries. I guess yeah. I don't want to put any pressure, but I guess expectation from your guys' standpoint, because i got to believe as, as a unit, you guys are to the point now, at least mentally, that you kind of want to dominate on an every week basis. Yeah, no question. Uh, that's the mentality is to dominate. And it's never been um, make sure we're top ten. We just felt if we continue to, to focus on the little things of trying to improve and being better than we were, you know, yesterday, you know, things will fall into place and we'll see where we line up at the end of the day. So, hey. Oh, sorry, Sherrick. I stepped on you a little bit. Uh, sorry, Big Jim. Um, last thing, and we'll let you go. We really do appreciate you taking uh, 10 minutes and spending time with Bears fans and us right now. Uh, where do you see yourself in this whole big picture of a team that is has been rebuilding here for the last couple of years, and now it's a younger team, and, and here you are getting another new contract? I don't even recall the longest contract you've ever, you've ever had in your career, right. but you keep, on, you keep on coming back. You keep proving your worth. How do you see yourself in the big picture with this football team? Uh, you know, I see myself as definitely a leader. 
someone a guy can go to, whether it's on the field problems or, you know, off the field problems and, um, you know, just be out there to, to execute and be a playmaker, man. That's all I want to do is win, win games. So I'm going to be the best player I can be, and um, hopefully that'll help the team. All right, Sherrick, we look forward to seeing you as always at training camp. Good to talk to you and have a great uh, month off here. Thanks, Sherrick. Sherrick McManus, Bears defensive back and special teams demon. I think he's got over 80 tackles since coming out of the Bears from Houston in a trade. Remember who he was traded for? Daniel Manning. Tyler Klutz. Klutz. Fullback Tyler Tyler Klutz. Ah, there it is. Bonus round. My way, Tom. (laughs) Ding, 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 ding. (laughs) Down by your beer at training camp, Big Jim. All right, we're going to step away. We'll come back, talk more about Sherrick and where the Bears are headed after this break on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Get the latest Bears news, photos, and videos delivered straight to your mobile device. Download the Chicago Bears official mobile app presented by Verizon. Jeff Joniak here with you and Tom Thayer and Jim Miller, our co-hosts, as we get you set for the Bears 2018 campaign. Training camp just a month away. We just heard from Sherrick McManus. A couple of things I want to bring up. He really... You know, like most special teams guy and Jim, I remember Larry Wiggum. Larry Wiggum yeah. was an outstanding special. And, boy, at some point in their careers, and Sherrick has embraced it, though, they they don't like just being labeled that guy. They want to get on the field defensively. I remember Larry Wiggum always wanted to get on the field defense, always talking about it, doing features on it, like this is what I can do. You look at a guy, there's one guy, uh, Corey Graham. You know, didn't yep. get a ton of playing time here. He was a very good special team player. He became a starting defensive player on a Super Bowl team. That's what these guys envision. But if they can't get there, you know, you become a star on special teams, and Sherrick has. And, and he is a leader. He, he teaches these guys a lot. He's, he's a very quiet guy in the, in the off-the-field sense, but on the field, well, you he know, the, barks, man. He's a, he's a nasty, tough player. The biggest star in the league on special teams is probably Slater from New England Patriots, oh, yeah. and he's, he's made a career, a pro, a, not a, an all-pro career for himself out of that position. And I think that's the type of investment that Sherrick believes he's made in the Chicago Bears in his own career. And he he deserves uh, credit because, you know, this special teams, la- the last regime, they really lived through some growing pains, and they were awful at times, and they contributed to losses. And so I think that's one thing. What do you When you asked him the last question, where do you see yourself? And it's the best thing that came out of his mouth is I see myself as a leader to turn this thing around. Yeah, and, uh, you know, for that third group, you know, it does. You take a lot of pride. He's already, what, this is going on his ninth year, yeah. I believe. So he's he's already proven himself. He's made a name for himself around the National Football League. It's why he's stuck not only in Houston, but uh, now solidified in Chicago with what he brings to the table uh, from that area of the game. And I played with a lot of guys like that. I don't know if you remember Dwight Stone. Dwight Stone yep. was a gunner. Uh, when I was with the Pittsburgh Steelers, he was like literally our seventh wide receiver. They never, they never put him in at receiver, but he could absolutely fly as a gunner. He got double teamed every play, and he was the first guy down there to make a tackle. Led our team every year in tackles, and and guys know it. Say, hey, this is where I'm going to make my niche. This is where I'm going to put food on my table. And for some guys, it could be over a decade that they're doing it in the NFL. Well, I certainly hope special teams. Uh, and I. I... Coach uh, is an outstanding coach. Uh, he's Chris been Tabor. around. Uh, coach yep. Tabor is an outstanding coach. Been around a long time. He's learned from some of the best, obviously, and Dave Tobin and whatnot. And and he's got a great personality, great style about him, in terms of how he coaches and that aggressive mentality well, that they want. They want that on special teams too. And and I'm I'm excited about getting a new kicker in here, Cody Parkey. Well, and that consistency that you need out of that position. 
Well, it's going to be interesting, too, because I think that's an important part, Jeff, that you just brought up there, and Tom hit on it, too, is that think of these special teams coaches. You just have a major change in the rules of how the game's going to be played. Normally, you know, those special teams coaches are fighting for who's going to be on the roster in, you know, when that cutdown date comes and who can play all the, you know, whether it's all, all the on the four special teams. I bet you this year, because of that major change in that rule, teams will be sticking with more veterans than trusting hmm. a rookie that hasn't done it before in the NFL. You know, I didn't think so, about that. Well, you know what was interesting, though, Jim, not to be interrupt you, but last year we were on the field before the uh, preseason game between Cleveland and the Bears, and we were talking to Tabor, and we were talking about Jabril Peppers, their, their first-round draft choice from Michigan. That, and, that was a regular season game. Was it a regular yeah, season yeah. game? Okay, I thought it was a preseason. But anyway, oh, but yeah, anyway yeah. we were talking about him, and he just made reference. He goes, look, I want the best players on the field playing for me. Because I was saying, wow, you're going to be able to play the first rounder on special teams. And he kind of had an attitude towards, look, our best, uh, we want our best guys on the field contributing. And so I like that attitude. But, you know, what does that do? Does that, you know, right there, you know, Sherrick has got to be one of those leaders because there's going to be more competition on the field, like he said. All right, we're going to continue on after a break here on Bears All Access. Adam Amin will join us, the preseason television play-by-play man for the Bears here in 2018 and his broadcast partner for those games, Mr. Jim Miller. We'll be back with that after this on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. We're on the best 5K course in the city at the PNC, Chicago Bears 5K, and cross the finish line on the field at Soldier Field this race is Saturday, coming up June 23rd, and you can register right now at chicagobears.com slash 5K. Tom, are you signed up? Uh, Come on, for, give it a go. For the bicycle portion. Come on. I can make that. Could you do a 5K right now on feet, on foot? Is that 3.5 <laughs> miles? I think 3.1. 3.1. Um, you know, if someone was running behind me with, like, a machete, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but if someone was, if, if it was up to me, probably not. Big Jim, by the looks of you, I'd say uh, eh, maybe in a couple years. Uh, maybe I'm getting, Hey, I'll get hip surgery next month. Are you so, really? Yeah. Not you too. All my, yeah. all my good buddies here are getting uh, that hip work done. So Tom and I will be like old tag team wrestling. Tom will take half. I'll tag in <laughs> and I'll finish it up. But that? then we'll have a fumble on the baton exchange <laughs> and we'll get disqualified and just stop. One guy who won't cause he's a young gun is yes, Adam is. Amin. Kind enough to spend some time with us here on. Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Good evening. How you doing, my friend? I kind of like the tag team idea. I'm not going to lie to you. (laughs) Can we just just do the tag team for everybody? Can we apply that universally and just not have to do the whole thing on our own? Me and Jim against you and Jonia. I love it. I love (laughs) it. There's going to be so much much heavy breathing, guys. So much heavy breathing. I'm in. I'm in. And you are as the new preseason television play-by-play man for the Bears coming up here in 2018. you got to Three games out of the five, and uh, have you met your new partner yet? We actually got a chance to chat a little bit earlier today, so uh, oh, wow. again, I was I was pumped to finally talk with Jimmy, and uh, I'm ecstatic, man. I'm excited to come down to Bears Camp uh, at some point in July and, and hang out with everybody and see see what this is all going to be about, man. I know the excitement level is starting to ramp up when you get to this time of year. Yeah, it's kind of nice, though, to get ready for a season where there is so much excitement going into the preseason because, you know, a lot of times you get these established football teams, they just want to make it to the end of preseason. You know, these games are going to be interesting. There's going to be a lot of competition on the field for jobs, and we're going to be able to watch the growth of a product along with everything else you look at in the preseason. 
you know, I, I look at uh, the early season depth chart, and obviously there's still a long, 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 long way to go before we we start to ice that down and, and get it to where uh, it's where it's going to look uh, like it's like it's normally going to look once we get to September and Week One. But there's a lot of green. I always mark guys in green that are rookies, and and there's a lot of green on, on these depth <laughs> charts because there are there's so many possible new chess pieces to work with. Obviously, Roquan's going to be you know at the at the front line of that on the defensive side, but there are so many possible chess pieces to move around that, that are going to be fresh. And I think a lot of bears fans, and that's obviously going to be the goal for all of us during the preseason is to introduce some people to, to some guys that might potentially make some impact. And I'm excited to see where some of these guys are going to fit in. Well, Adam, welcome. It was a pleasure talking uh, to you earlier today. And, man, you've had so much uh, success in, in your career, a multitude of sports. And, you know, just getting to know you and, and for the listeners out there, I know they've seen you, they've heard you, but your love of sports, wh- where did it come from? Was it growing up? How many did you play? And, and obviously you've called everything, my friend. You've really <laughs> – their versatility is amazing. No, I appreciate that, man. It was, uh, you know, it was, it was my dad, my brother, my late father, uh, and and my brother were were big on that, and they they helped me out and and pushed me in that direction. And being a, a Cub fan and a Bull fan and a Bear fan growing up and, and playing baseball, basketball, football, doing all the things that everybody else did, and not not nearly as well as a lot of other people did, quite poorly, in all honesty. And then uh, and playing some volleyball and and just kind of doing everything possible and then when you figure out you're you're pretty terrible at most of these things you slide over to the broadcasting side so that's uh that's how it worked for me man but it's it's uh it's fun to watch uh the development of everything over the course of a period of time and for me it's uh it's fun to look back and and see where it starts and and the fact that you get to do it now in chicago in some capacity is uh, is probably the best thing about it Adam Amin, our guest, he is a native of Addison and uh, went to his uh, college at Valparaiso and has done a great job in his career uh, in a very short time. Uh, ESPN thought a lot of you, obviously, and put you into some really prime broadcasting roles, um, not the least of which is college football. And and I I tell the story, and I told you, Adam, one day, and we met many times before with Tom and I on the Mm -hmm. field. You've done some NFL games as well for a network and I keep hearing this voice calling a college football game. I keep whipping around. I I couldn't couldn't name him. I couldn't place it. And you know the depth and knowledge and so forth and the, and the deep understanding of X's and O's and the excitement here. It's Adam Amin. And uh, so that Friday night football package you have on ESPN. Did, were you able to and have you been able to over the last couple of years, um, especially this rookie class, see anybody that on this team right now that you can share w- with us some of the insight that you learned from? I'm calling their games. Absolutely. And then the two guys that stick out, obviously, are Roquan Smith and I think uh, Anthony Miller as well. And, and, and people are familiar with Roquan right now because he's such a high-profile pick, because he's a potential impact player right off the bat. And that was obviously one of the things that people were raving about, scouts, why, uh, scouts were raving about. Uh, I remember being on the, on the field during the national championship game when it was Georgia and Alabama and seeing his sideline-to-sideline speed and the closing speed that he has on tackles, especially going up against a pretty prolific running game that, that Alabama featured in that championship game, to see how quickly he closed, to see what he did against Auburn in the SEC championship game, to see his development over the course of a short period of time and how he skyrocketed up a lot of, uh, of GM's charts because of his skill set, because of that speed. Obviously, he had a great 40 time at the Combine as well. So, Bears fans are excited about him. They should be because he has all the skills, all the tools physically to add on to what I think is a growing defense. And then Anthony Miller, to me, I called I call a handful of Memphis games the last few years. And, 
and seeing how he made great adjustments with different quarterbacks that are that are pretty solid NFL potential quarterbacks. I'm not saying they're going to be starters anytime soon, but Paxton Lynch has started games for Denver. Riley Ferguson's going to have a chance to maybe be on a roster for the next couple of years, and he made adjustments despite his size, and, and his heart is big. That's the thing. He's a former walk-on who denied chances to go play scholarship football, maybe a lower level, wanted to be at the Division One level and ended up becoming one of the great receivers in the history of Memphis football. So to me, watching him grow with different quarterbacks, still be as productive as he was, great catch radius. Again, he's not the biggest guy, but I think he can be an impact slot guy relatively quickly. Uh, I'm a big fan of what Anthony Miller brought to the table in Memphis and in, in a, in a, obviously an up-tempo college offense, but I think that skill set that he brings physically, despite the smaller stature, I think it's still going to be very fruitful for, for this Bears offense that continues to grow. And with Matt Nagy is trying to figure out different ways to get points on the board. Well, you know, you know, Adam, I think that's going to be fun for all of us. Because if you think traditionally, you go back in all the generations of your family, my family that watched the Bears, and they're used to the middle linebacker 4-3 defense. Now it's a 34. And then you think of a three-yard cloud of dust, eight-man front Walter Payton offense. Now I don't think there's going to be a lot of similarities to it. So I think for those of us who have grown up around Bears football, it's going to be an interesting era to start watching a whole new style. You described the college style. It may infiltrate the Bears a little bit this year. And I think that might be a trend a little bit more going forward. Listen, pro-style football is not going to go away anytime soon, and anybody who believes that it is probably isn't looking at the whole scope of the picture right now. But it is going to begin influencing more and more because go to the lower levels of football, go to the youth levels of football, it is spread, and it is going to be an adjustment that takes place over a period of maybe a decade, maybe a decade and a half, maybe even longer than that. But this will begin to infiltrate more and more and more, even if it's just in package form, which I think we will see relatively early on with this Bears team. There will be some, I imagine, some packages to see different levels of offense, different levels of receiving routes, different levels of the running game. I, I think we're going to start seeing this infiltrate the NFL a little bit more and more. And I think this is a good mix of guys that we could see make an impact relatively early, whether it's in the preseason or beyond. For the listeners out there, any play-by-play guy I've been with, these guys are absolutely monsters. They <laughs> they have the ability to put garbage in, garbage out in terms of all the information. And you've done it on a multiple, you know, like I said, you've called everything, bro. Like when you're calling two games a week, how do you erase your memory bank to fill it up again? For the next thing you're calling, Adam. Hey, Adam, Adam, tell him that after a game, it is almost like you have a knowledge flush. If I were to be asked, what's the number of so-and-so on the Chargers on the team playing going back as we're now getting ready to look at the tape of that game and get ready for the Packers, I'd have to stop and think about it. It's, isn't that true? <laughs> you you kind of have to do that. It's a little bit of compartmentalization. I think you have to be when you when you when you do a large volume of these games, and I'm again very lucky to do that, and I've been I've been very lucky to be in a position to to do a lot of these sports and to do sports that I really love and enjoy. And and this is obviously t- towards the top of the list to, to be doing this with you guys, but it, you have to compartmentalize. I have to erase. You know, I, I, for the last five six years, I've been doing a Friday or Saturday college football game, and then I'm on a flight going to an NFL site on Sunday to do radio. And then I might be going to a baseball game later that week. Or, you know, when we're doing the NBA playoffs, I might be doing uh, an NBA game on a Monday. I flew and did an MLB game on a Tuesday, flew across country to do another NBA game Wednesday. It's just <laughs> part of the process and part of the fun of this. And, 
And again, it's a position that a lot of people would, would love to be in. So I certainly won't take it for granted or bad mouth it. It's, but part of that process is being able to, to, like you said, I think it's a great way to say it, flush out whatever knowledge you crammed into your head for the last period of time to get ready for game A and then start racking your brain and, and filling it up with whatever you got to know for game B and, and trying to move on as quickly as possible. Literally for the listeners, they're like the first super uh, computers ever built. All these play-by-play guys. It's, it's incredible <laughs> what they do. All right, Adam, uh, we're, we're going to let you fly. Uh, we'll be looking forward to seeing you up at training camp, and uh, you'll be there in Cincinnati for that first game that you'll be doing with Jim Miller on Fox for the Bears and Bengals, and it won't come soon enough. I know everybody likes to enjoy their summer a little bit, and that's all fine and good, but we're all ready. We're all ready for football. Adam Mean, thank you so much, and congratulations. Thanks a lot, boys. Can't wait to be a part of it. All right, right, we'll continue on. We're going to take your phone calls when we come back. If you're so inclined, you know, give us a call, 312-644-6767, 312-644-6767 on your way home or out and about tonight. Jeff and Tom and Jim Miller with you on Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. This segment of Bears All Access is orchestrated by CDW, CDW, people who get it. Jeff Joniak along with Tom Thayer, Jim Miller. As we continue on, Bears All Access with you until 7 o'clock tonight. Give us a call, 312-644-6767, 312-644-6767. And Jim, Tom wants to talk about the division a little bit. Because we don't always have you, you know. We got you here in the uh, the summertime, but once the regular season gets going, we usually have a player for the whole show. So you have been uh, at the center of this on Sirius XM NFL Radio. Um, what's the talk? What's the talk in the division? I've seen, te- you know, many people looking at Minnesota as a Super Bowl, mm-hmm. you know, team, a contender for sure, and with Aaron Rodgers healthy and a new-look defense, that maybe the Packers can pull something together, but... Uh, what are you hearing out there about the division right now? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, Minnesota putting all their chips on the table, like Jim Fossil said for the Giants. You know, when you sign Kirk Cousins, you know, hard to believe that's a 100% guaranteed contract. Sends a message there, uh, bringing in Sheldon Richardson on their defensive line. They have a very deep roster. It'll be interesting uh, how their offensive line uh, shakes out because Remmers and, and obviously uh, Riley Reef really proved to be good uh, additions a year ago for them. But, you know, they're going to have to work through. The, the one thing I think about with, with them is they still have a rookie play caller you know, with who they brought over and, and how that's all going to settle in. So they're going to have to go through a little learning curve there and just how they play in situational play. People have to really catch up with what they're doing. But they're they're a talented team. And I think as for depth, that team has a ton of depth, both offensively and defensively is how I put them. They You know, maybe receivers are one light area because they're trying to get Laquan uh, Treadwell, but they will be strong. Green Bay is interesting. I, I actually, I like their defense. I think the defensive backs, they're going to play more press man with Mike Penton uh, coming on board. I still I do not like their offensive line. Pat and I just went through the offensive lines of all the NFC North teams. I actually like the Bears' versatility more than any other offensive line in the division. I think the, the Bears are, are a strong point uh, from that standpoint. But Green Bay, I'm still not a believer. But Aaron Rodgers, obviously, you know he covers a lot of warts. There's no doubt about that. They'll have a running back by committee in terms of Jones and Montgomery and what they did last year with Williams. Mike McCarthy has already talked about that. And Joe Philbin, I think that's going to help Mike McCarthy and that offense coming back as their OC. He kind of prepped how they did it before. He would prep Mike McCarthy, uh, do the game plans till Thursday, and then start introducing it to Mike McCarthy so he was prepped to call the plays on game day. So I think them, they're they're not going to miss a beat. In so terms let of me stop you right plan. there real quick. So 
Let me get this straight. So Philbin will not be calling the plays? That that's how I think the setup was is going to okay. be how it was previously. That that's what I was come uh, come to understand, and that's how it always was. Where Philbin, like I said, he would p- prepare the game plans, then say, "Hey, Mike, here's what we're doing with with from twenty to twenty. Here's our red zone package. This is what I'm thinking, and here's who I'm looking at uh, attacking." So Mike McCarthy would get a feel for what he wanted done in terms of situational play, because I think for Mike, he he enjoys that part of the game. Um, you know, he handed it over to. Uh, the uh, the play calling previously to Clement, and he took it back over real quick. So it may get to the point where Philbin's calling plays, but I think it'll start where McCarthy is at the beginning of the season to get Aaron Rodgers up and running quickly. But I do like their defense is going to be much different. They will play a lot faster, and I think you the buy-in factor is there from the defensive players uh, from that standpoint. Jim, lastly, hold yeah, on. I'm sorry, no, no, just to stay on the offensive side of the ball, what quarterback in our division has the best supporting cast? Um, of their offensive players before we get to the defensive side ball because we have you know it is the it is the quarterback division right now but which one is has you know because every yeah, I'd si- say Minnesota so you know because every single one of them there is a question mark within their offense like Jim said they're trying to get Laquan Treadwell who was a first round draft choice a couple of years ago to try to be the receiver yeah. they expected out of him he has not been there's nothing to prove that he will be so I think that's going to be in Thielen man. Yeah. That's a dangerous duo, don't you think? They're they're, they're really good. Uh, Kyle Rudolph, I like as a tight end. I like Delvin Cook if he comes back strong from injury. He was looking really good yeah. uh, last yeah, year. Yeah, he was. Um, but skill positions, that'd be a tough one because I do like – I like Detroit's receivers because when you look at Marvin Jones and what Tate has done and this Kenny Galladay, I'm not kidding you, that dude is going to be a player who they drafted a year ago. Supposedly he is really – raising eyebrows with what he's done. And I think just the theme of the Detroit Lions draft, they upgraded their offensive line. We know getting Taylor Decker back helped them because Greg Robinson was terrible the first six games. Sign with Cleveland. Today, yeah. Yeah, and so, but I mean, that's not an upgrade. I'm going to, uh, from my standpoint, I'm number two pick, right? Yes. But the drafting of Frank Rag now, I think he's going to play left guard, much like how the Bears are doing that with TJ or J, uh, uh, Daniels uh, there uh, for the Bears. But, and Terrell Crosby is a big guy who's going to, I think he's going to be a player in the NFL. So the theme of them not running the football, they're trying to rid that. And then you drafted Kerryon Johnson, who is a bell cow running back and adding, obviously, LeGarrette Blunt, and then they drafted the fullback position, but he already tore his uh, ACL, and now they're going to bring over. They'll probably end up picking up a fullback, I would think, by the end of training camp. But I like their skill set players. So quickly in the division, we're saying right now Minnesota probably has the best supporting cast for their quarterback. Would you say that? or I mean, I don't know. I yeah. mean, right now, just because of what they accomplished already, Thielen becoming what he's become, and Stefan Diggs all the dangerous and but I think with the new play caller, their defense, again, they'll have to carry them until their OC settles in. I, I really believe that. I, I would think, to, for me personally, I would probably take Detroit. Didn't I would take Detroit didn't in terms of skill positions. Thielen have some like average of 19 yards per catch or some double-digit yeah. thing like that? Because that's yeah. not Kirk Cousins' strength. And so, I mean, you're going to have to be able to – develop a relationship with the two receivers they had last year that they they developed with a quarterback that probably threw him passes because he was the backup for their team. Well, more than anything, all these offensive weapons we're speaking of and the quarterbacks involved, uh, you better on, on the Bears' side of the fence, that, that secondary that's all together at the moment, and hopefully guys can press them and challenge them at training camp and become factors as well and push for playing time throughout the season and make them better. 
really have to be on it, along with your big 90s guys. We're going we're gonna to talk about it every week. Well, you we're going to break down the offensive line, outside linebackers, too, here in a moment. But, but you know, last year when there were so many question marks on the back, defensive backfield, the offensive front seven, eight, they had to play well in order to provide a little bit of extra pressure. Yeah, it didn't lead to sacks, but they were able to pressure the opponent's quarterback and kind of help the defensive backfield de- develop. I think the defensive backfield is going to have to do that to, for the front this year. They're going to have to play a strong part in their role on this defense to make sure you get some guys reps that need some important reps and, you know, either you're coming back from injury or you just need to play better. And, you know, another thing too is, you know, and Tom's brought this up before, teams are going to have to adjust to to the Bears. You know, how Nagy's going to call plays, the personnel groupings he's going to provide, the chess pieces that he has, and that's going to take time and adjustment. And I would say the same thing for, you know, Chicago Bears coaches and how they prepare to play the Lions because, The Lions, I I, I like their defense. You know, drafting Deshaun Hand, um, they're going to run a hybrid. They will be in 4-3 some weeks. They'll be in 3-4. So, and and even Pettin does a little bit of that, too, in Green Bay. So, I think all the coaches are minding their P's and Q's because there literally has been a ton of changes in the NFC North in terms of the staffs and how they're put together and what they're going to present in 2018. I think you've been reading too many Michigan newspapers. That's what I'm thinking. No, I'm kidding. I mean, you really (laughs) are in love with this team right now. Uh, yeah, I like. I like. I think every team in the NFC North got better. This division got better overall with the pieces to the puzzle that they added. Hey, Jimmy Graham's no slouch on Green Bay. That's a good acquisition. That is a legitimate red zone threat that Green Bay has not had since Jermichael Finley left. Do you agree? I mean, yes, without question. And that red zone aspect of the Bears has to also elevate significantly. It has not Agreed. been a good good place to be, and now with the different weapons they have and the creativity of this offensive coaching staff. I'm looking forward to see how they, how they work in the red zone and challenge defenses. Oh, I mean, you, you got to be able to, first of all, make Mitchell Trubisky's athleticism a weapon. And then you'd have, they have to decipher a lot of information quickly from that point on. And I think that's the, the key ingredient here is make sure they have so much awareness of the quarterback that the other guys are getting involved in battles, one-on-one matchups that they're favorable in. This week on Inside the Bears, Eddie Jackson goes for a ride with Spice Adams in Big Guys in a Benz. Uh, Anthony, by the way, uh, uh, a belated birthday wish. He just uh, had a birthday this weekend. Mitchell Trubisky holds a camp for kids in his hometown of Menor, Ohio. Inside the Bears airs Saturdays, 6 p.m. on CW50 Chicago and Sundays at 1035 on Fox 32 Chicago. You can also watch show segments online at chicagobears.com or on the Chicago Bears official app anytime. A few more minutes with... Tom and Jim, Jeff Joniak here on Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy, with you until 7 o'clock tonight. Let's continue with our position breakdowns. We've covered the offense so far, and now we'll dig into the defense as we move closer to training camp here in the next four weeks. Outside linebackers I want to talk about, um, and we'll start with Leonard Floyd. Just saw you know, your good friend Jim Gilbrandt put him on a list yeah. of guys he is projecting to be a potential pro bowler this year. Do you guys agree he has that kind of potential right now coming off injury as he starts year three? Yeah, he, potentially he's got it. We've seen that since the, he he stepped in the field here. And you talk about those types of traits as really clever feet, good length, good enough strength when he came in here that if he continued to develop, he's going to really you know, have an opportunity to flourish. But I need to see better attitude out of him. I need to see more of an attitude that has a lot of energy attached to it because Leonard Floyd was not brought here to be um, 
have a sluggish type attitude. He was here to bring a leader attitude with him. And when you're drafted that high, not only by your production, but the way you lead yourself on the practice field, the encouragement that you give and you show to your other teammates. So to me, um, I seen it before and I, and I saw at Pernell McPhee when he came in here and he was in training camp, I know that he was injured, but he had an attitude, man, that you wanted to see be here, or you wanted that type of attitude by you know shown by a lot of your players. Yeah, and uh, you know for for him, but you know I expect a breakout year. You know he's been in the system now two years. He's stronger from being in the weight room with how he's trained. He knows the system and what the coaches expect of him, and uh, on every single defensive call, and he should know the defense inside and out uh, at this point. So yeah, I expect a big year, and hopefully it's injury free where he can start, uh, the light bulb comes off, and he's going to be the hot rod first-round pass rusher the Bears thought he was going to be, and he's capable of it. He has the ability uh, to do it. So I think this is a big year uh, for Leonard Floyd. And where is Aaron Lynch in this picture? Because if he comes on strong, you know, you, you have Sam Macho on the other side, but you need a, a rotation of guys based on down a distance and whatnot. If he can come in and stay healthy and be what he was early on under Vic Fangio in San Francisco, he too has all the traits. Yeah, he's got the length, he's got the power, he's got the intelligence. You know, I always envision if you could put Lynch and you could put Roy Robertson Harris on one side together and have them rush as a tandem, you're talking about two guys that are nearly six seven. They have a lot of length, and like I said they they really move their feet well. If you could get these guys in some type of a relationship like you have with Akeem Hicks and Leonard Floyd – boy, that could pack a lot of pass rush power, length, and everything else you need. So it's going to be a couple guys to pay attention to and their, how their relationships develop together. And he, he's still a young player. You know, he's only going on his on his fifth year, had early success that you mentioned under Vic Fangio as a rookie and then uh, came back, you know, did a little bit better in, in 2015. And now he's back in a familiar defense where he had success. So I think for him, he's going to come in with a positive attitude, knowing he can succeed. And for him, his best football's ahead of him. I think the sky's the, the limit for him, and he should approach it uh, that way, being in, back in this system. And Sam Acho is is uh, somebody you can count on, no question. He had his best year last year. I think he would admit that. Isaiah Irving, we saw flashes. And Kasim Adebale, they just brought in. We haven't seen him yet in a Bears uniform on the practice field, but somebody to keep an eye on during training camp. You know, and I'm sure there's going to be a guy or two out there that's going to be brought in to see if they can add any spark to the outside. The guy to me is interesting is Sam Acho because is he really a guy that you want to be a core special teamer? Is that really the role that you envision for him? But every time he's been given the opportunity to be on the field, he's played very well, and and he's done a nice job for the Bears. All right, we're out of time for tonight. Tom, you have yourself a great rest of your week. Jim Miller, we'll talk to you soon as well. Thanks, fellas, as always. And thank you to IGS Energy, our sponsor of Bears All Access. Thanks to Sherrick McManus and uh, Mr. Amin joining us as he will entertain the uh, first uh, preseason under his uh, Bears belt. Three games this year as Jim's partner on Fox TV. Our director of content, Dan Barilli, coordinated producer, Jordan Treadup, and helping us out today, Mike Chen and Herb Lawrence, as always, here in the SCORE studios. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great night, everybody. Until next week, for Tom and Jim, I'm Jeff Joniak. Thanks for listening here on Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The SCORE. Good night. Bears. Thanks for listening to this Chicago Bears Network presentation of Bears All Access. Podcasts are available on chicagobears.com and on iTunes or download the official Bears mobile app. Bears All Access has been brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by CDW PNC. 
and Ford. 